0: What's up? And welcome to Now Stalgia Ranks. This is Pat Sheehan, joined by my co-host Dave Martinson. Dave, who are we ranking today? and Pack. Yes, Lord. About time. Yes, Lord. Uh, yeah, the famed drummer, rapper, singer from Los Angeles, California. Someone that we both like a lot. Um, and uh, we've been pretty excited to do these rankings, especially as. He's gearing up for a new collaboration with Bruno Mars, Silk Sonic. Where we've been enjoying those singles. r a BT award winner duo with yeah, one it's... song now two songs out. Loving the the '70s R&B vibe that they're bringing to that project. So we've been wanting to talk about Anderson Park, and yeah, you know, this is I think our fifth rankings. If I'm to be correctly, we have, we have Tarantino, Drake got Cole Tyler Brockhampton yes so uh, another good addition so go back and check those out soundcloud.com and youtube.com slash nostalgia pod also follow us at nostalgia pod on at anywhere but on Twitter especially um mm-hmm. Dave why don't we start just kind of breaking down where we became aware and and fans of Anderson pock you know, and I'll, I'll start from me because really, you know, he's been working since early to that 2010s. Uh, he really uh, started kind of underground in the L.A. scene and uh, under the name Breezy Lovejoy, re- released a couple of albums. Not not albums I've listened to, but I'm aware of. And he really broke out right around that 2016 time. And that's when I came into him with, with Malibu, you know, obviously his, he gained a lot of critical success with Malibu. We'll, we'll go more into that, but I think probably the first time we, we ever talked about him was on the pod for me. And you, I think you had said that you really loved Malibu and I was like, I should go check this out. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a delight not to step on our breakdown of that album, but I think anyone that listens to Anderson Park music goes to Malibu and says, this is a really good album. Maybe not the favorite, but really good. Um, and that's really where I tuned into him and went back and listened to Venice, been following along as he's released all the other projects since then, but probably, uh, come down was really the first song that really hooked me, you know, hearing it as a single, uh, um, or am am I wrong? You know, that was all over yes. the place and yeah. commercials and advertisements. Commercial. So those two were probably the two songs that hooked me at first and been enjoying the ride ever since then. What's the the journey with Anderson Pac been for you?
1: Yeah, it was the same thing. It's like you see all the love for Malibu. I didn't listen to it when it came out. It was like beginning of the year. Uh January 2016. January 2016. So I, Yeah, I didn't I listened to it later in 2016 and had number three on my albums of the year list that year behind Pablo and Coloring Book. Really stacked top three. And you know, looking back, it's like, oh, you know, Well Anderson was all over the Drake solo album, Compton, the year prior. Six appearances on that. And that's I think now that was like that was a big break for Anderson Pack. Kind of getting lucky with uh, Dre noticing his song swayed in the studio and in turn working with him, signing in the aftermath and just Yet another uh you know notch in the notebook for uh amazing artists that Dr. Dre has a huge part in putting on and you know making their careers really blossom. Of course, Snoop Dogg Eminem and Kendrick Lamar precede Anderson Pack in that regard. And looking back again you realize oh wait malibu that's not the first album not even the f- obviously you mentioned those early ones under breezy lovejoy but it's not even the first album under its name and it's there's venice but nobody was up on venice and if no. anyone says they were because then that's pre-compton if anyone says they're up on venice they're lying uh you can just go look at the wikipedia like nobody reviewed that album like <laughs> there, there just was no attention for it and yeah like going back to it now, it, 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 it's 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 interesting to revisit. I, of course, I listened to it uh, in 2016 when I listened to Malibu, so I was obviously played to it like everyone else.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think um, you can definitely hear the what Dr. What Dr. Dre saw in him and, and wanted to pull into him, uh, pull him into Compton so badly because Anderson Pac, you know, while being, I think a interesting and unique vocalist, maybe not a, a super strong vocalist, but someone that has a very distinct sound and voice, you know, that rasp that almost like his he's been smoking cigarettes and he's got that like dried out throat type sound to him. Um uh, and like he does that like yes low screech that you referred to in the beginning. Um he's just a really creative musical mind. You know, and he really has this very smooth presence to a lot of the music that he makes. And I I think that that really works to his strengths a lot of the time in building albums, like some of the ones we're going to talk about, like Malibu or Oxnard or something like that. You really think about how those albums really flow together from song to song. It feels very uh, vibey, something like you can just kind of lose yourself in and kind of ride the waves of but also at times I think that works to his detriment where things can almost be a little too smooth. Um, and, you know, I think in, in some of his uh, lesser albums that we'll talk about, that was one of the things I found on re listen was sometimes things just felt a little too toned down or a little bit too glimmery. And I wanted a little bit more of that bite that we get in songs like come down, you know, where it's like, the, the hard drums, that's what he's known for, being this drummer of the Free Nationals, being a really talented uh, percussionist. And um, I think that's when he's at his strongest, when he's really kind of interplaying that smoothness with that bite that he's got. So, um, you know, it's interesting because also when I think about Anderson .Paak, I, you know, obviously he's got some really strong albums we talked about, but I like a lot of the features that he has, and you know, especially in some of the albums we reviewed, one that comes to mind is K Trinata, uh glow up, um, glow mm. up is one probably one of my favorite tracks from 99.9%. And then um, you know from a tribe called Quests last album, uh, thank you for your service, we've got it from here. His feature on that just really stands out. I'm trying to think of the name of the track. Um,
1: he also has the Mac Miller feature, dang, as well. Yes, which, which was. I think that and the tribe feature that's also 2016 really just a banner year for him between those features Malibu being his big breakthrough and then the yes Lord
0: uh, collab project with knowledge later in the fall too. Yes, and uh, the song is moving backwards I was thinking of from uh, we got from here, thank you for your service. Um, so yeah 2016 was a real banner year but those features he just really brings such a distinct presence and really a pleasure Any, you know, upon your re-listen for this pod, were there any things that jumped out to you about his music or about him as just a musician? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the usual caveats you say with great artists is, is like it's always rewarding to listen back because there's always quite interesting production on his music. I think a big part of that is just like there's lots of instruments. Often it's Anderson himself on the drums. He's like a big part of Studio Sessions. And when you watch him like do like live performances and stuff or recorded live performances, he's usually on the drums. Notably, his NPR Tiny Desk for Come Down is the most watched uh, NPR Tiny Tiny Desk. So, I think the reputation is well earned. He's he's thoughtful in like how the music is made, and he also performs it well. And that, I think that's the big takeaway. When you need to listen to it, it's just like, yeah, like there's. A lot of intentionality, I think, to all the production choices and perhaps that's gonna rub off when you're working with Dre, who obviously
0: yeah. has those same qualities. For sure. You know, you mentioned Venice before. Why don't we jump into Venice as an album? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, like you said, no one was really up on this when it came out. And you know, and listening back, I think that this is a, a pretty strong first showing. Uh, as for him as an artist, you know, uh, under his own name, not love Lovejoy, but Anderson Park. But I got to say, there are some songs on here that stick out like a sore thumb in his discography, <laughs> you know, in his catalog. Um, and it really feels like he was trying to figure out, like, what is going to grab me notoriety? What's going to kind of catch people's attention? Because you hear some songs that feel like precursors to some of his better songs um you know something like might be um yeah. already those sort of songs really stand out but then you have songs like drugs paint put you on that just really stand out it's almost like a product of where hip hop was kind of coming from at that time um yeah, kind of just like more like clubbish almost those songs sound a little bit more overproduced than some of those other tracks what was your takeaway from venice
1: uh yes, yeah, similar thoughts. I mean, when I first listened to it, and I listened to it in quick succession with Malibu. But when you try and look back and separate them, I think the yeah the takeaway is right that like he's still finding himself. But there's still a lot to recommend. Like there's I guess like occasional brilliance is probably what you'd settle in on this. And like you can yeah. see, as you mentioned, you can see the bones of a great what's greater to come. And I actually really like his song "Drugs" though, which is one of the singles like a kind of a rare use of like late tune on Anderson's mm-hmm. part and just a really crazy beat and this stands out to me because it's a lot it's unlike most of his other songs and pretty cool but yeah i think might be is probably the best song on here and that is reminiscent of like the rapping ability bringing hip-hop into like all this like soul and funk production uh that he would do later on so i think drugs and might be are probably my big two highlights off this and there's other songs too like uh love you and uh yeah. get him up where it's like those are more like singing stuff that's smoother stuff you referenced before but you can still notice interesting production on those songs even if like vocally they might not be like super interesting per anderson standards so still a lot to i think li- listen to on venice but when you can compare it to the rest of his discography it might not uh reach the same highs
0: yeah. You know, and uh, I think for me, you know, you mentioned love you that one's a standout also get him up. I thought it was pretty strong um, and feels like a real Anderson type sound almost kind of with the, like, a, like a little bit of that glowed up type vibe to it. And you know, obviously he's not working with K Trinata at this point, but um, it, just kind of the, the instincts to be implementing some of those like drippy sounds and, um, some of like the like the wobble to the, the production in it is, is pretty interesting. You know, overall I, I thought yeah, on re-listen this hit better than I expected it to. Um I was kind of thinking that uh this might be, you know, especially sometimes an artist who has like a breakout second album, that first album you kind of listen and you're like, ooh, you know, we talked about Tyler in our last rankings and how you go back and you listen to those really early albums from him and you're just kind of like ooh, I don't know like there's some stuff on <laughs> here but a lot of it's kind of cringy but this was a lot better than I expected so yeah kind of already had established himself as an artist right from the get go right yeah
1: I, and I that's the main takeaway too this is not as uh, raw as early Kendrick is but early Kendrick also was much younger Anderson notably popped when in his late 20s I think he was like 29 or so when Malibu happened so he had is much more experienced
0: artist already absolutely and you know you already talked about compton you know working with Dre on six songs on that and that's really when he popped off and then shortly after january 2016 we get malibu (laughs) you know something interesting i was noticing with uh anderson's first two albums and then all of the albums after that is the cover art Is really colorful, really Mm. stands out. I think this is some, you know, for Malibu. This is maybe my favorite cover art from that year. It's one of the most distinctive and and unique ones that I think I can ever think of for albums. And it really, I see this and I'm like, oh, that's Malibu. That's love that album. Um, but then it it, he kind of doles down the the look a little bit after that. It goes more white, washed out. out. So pretty interesting, Dave first listen to Malibu, what what was your do you remember your reaction to it?
1: Nah, no, man, I really don't. I really don't. I just remember liking it. Really liking it. And I still think it's fucking great. It's really, really good. And like, spoilers for the list, but I have a hard time hearing like arguments against this being his best album. Because I feel like it's just, it's so cohesive. It's so re listenable. And just has everything you like from Anderson. He has that raspy charisma that you mentioned and just an awesome year for production. But there's a lot of variety genre-wise as well. You know, Am I Wrong? Come Down, two singles, two big hits off this. It's a relative term for Anderson. He didn't actually chart at all until Leave the Door Open came out. So he's has a lot of room to grow in commercial uh, stratosphere goes. But for his standard, those are the big hits. And Am I Wrong? is like more of this like, like throwback like what like 60 soul or whatever but also quite groovy And of course come down as the as he's got to like making some kind of rock song just because he's really jamming on those drums but also really belting it out with his vocals so but malibu has deep guts too man There, there's so many so many tracks and definitely the album i
0: revist the most of his yeah 16 tracks um i i agree this is definitely one of his strongest if not the strongest album he's put out and it's it's sprawling, right? Like you mentioned, it goes in a lot of different directions. There's a lot of different sounds on here, but they all pretty much work. Like I don't I don't you know, when re-listening to it, there wasn't a moment where I was like, ooh, this this isn't hitting, or or this really stands out from the rest of the album. I think it all flows together pretty well. I think this is also um some of the most thoughtful uh we hear him in terms of his lyrics, you know, in terms of like Oxner, the next uh in the series of um california based los angeles based albums um or i guess it's the beaches and so not not necessarily la based, but beaches around there right yeah yeah it's yeah, the thing yeah. um, they're all coastal yeah but you, like at oxnard it's a little bit more um like innuendo maybe not as like deep in the lyrics and he tries to get back to that with ventura but it will, we'll talk about if he was you know as successful with that but You know, a song like The Season, Carry Me, um, I think is him like kind of really exposing himself and what he's been through, but also exposing um, what it was like growing up in his community. You know, he is pretty open about his past. Mom was um, adopted from a Korean woman uh, who um, had, you know, the child with a black American soldier during the Korean War. He witnessed his father uh, committing domestic violence against his mother that led him to be imprisoned. And he never saw his father again until he said until he was buried Um, that he went through a lot of stuff, did not have an easy life growing up from all accounts. And I think that's probably the time that he really gets down to how that impacted him and how that wasn't something that was necessarily abnormal for where he grew up during that time so i thought that was one of the things that stood out most and then also every feature on this album mm. just works like you, you get maybe the best the game feature and he was also you know on i think the games album the year before maybe it was two years before yeah, he was but yep. collaborating with him um documentary but too. Yeah, but Room in Here really stands out as a track that I enjoyed. Um, Schoolboy Q on Am I Wrong? It just adds like such a nice little punch to it. Um, And then, you know, second half, uh, you get Talib Kweli, uh, you know, on the Dreamer, which, uh, say what you want about Talib, but I I think he's pretty good on that track. Maybe not my favorite track from the album, but I think he's pretty good on that. So just overall, the album really, really works for me still. Probably um, one of the few albums I might from that year I might kind of give masterpiece to. I need to go back and look at what other albums came out in twenty sixteen to kind of couch that. But mm. maybe my favorite from that year looking yeah. back now.
1: Pablo and Color are really well. the
0: ones I listen to the most from then.
1: So I don't know if you can call Pablo a masterpiece, but that's also given like the uh, Kanye standard of it all. But yeah, yeah true. But in a sense, Malibu does feel closer yeah. to that kind of status right because it's like just a such a well executed on vision i think you're mm-hmm. totally right on the features um but yeah man like there's just like the dreamer at Utali like such a triumphant song to end the album yeah. too and like also just so memorable because again you've already had these big singles like am i wrong come down but i also really love uh the season i really mm-hmm. love Uh, without you at rhapsody room in here the game as you mentioned like these are songs that are great even without the features you know Mm -hmm. really memorable hooks and stuff whether it's like you know background vocals whatever it may be um celebrate awesome drums from anderson there you know Mm -hmm. there's just so much to love
0: yeah and he mentioned how you know he kind of uh, at times is Going for the most like rock sensibility that he's ever had in in his sound um you know obviously i think like songs like the bird and heart don't stand a chance are a little bit more like these like toned down sing songy like almost like stripped down jazz songs in in a way but then you kind of hear some of that funk that really you know he he's come to become i think most known for on songs like am i wrong it's just like everything he was doing here was just working. He was throwing a hundred on the paint. He was just in the zone for this. So uh, a really, it's just a really awesome album. If you've never heard it and you, for some reason you're listening to this, like I highly recommend checking it out. You won't be disappointed. Um, and uh, just kind of thinking about it, you know, you said that this is the album you go back to most. What would you say is your favorite song from this album? Uh, Am I wrong? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's just on like another level. Uh, You know, for me though, I think it's still come down just because it's Mm -hmm. so different and strong and uh, really, really impressive. Um, You mentioned that he had a hell of a year because he starts off with this in January. And then by the end of the year, come, I think it's November. We get yes. Laud with October. Yeah. October. With, um, uh, you know, he, the duo No Worries and next Worries um, with him in Knowledge as, as the producer on this. You know, it's interesting because in going back, I, I remember liking a lot more songs from this um when I first listened to it, I think a couple of years back. And really, in, on re-listen, I found this didn't hit as much. I found it actually just kind of um, for the most part, pretty same songy. I think there's a couple of songs that really stand out. You know, Suede, um, I think is a clear standout. Um But overall I found it to feel almost like the, almost kind of like the what like the, he was what whatever he captured with Malibu, they weren't able to nearly get to those highs. Maybe it's unfair to kind of put them next to each other, you know, and Malibu's so triumphant like you mentioned, but uh, really, just um, did not really capture me as much. What was your experience listening to Yes Lord? I still like it just because it feels similar to uh mm-hmm. to
1: Malibu in that regard. And you mentioned Suede. That's the song that stood out to Dre when he kind of discovered Anderson. But Suede, as well as Link Up, actually were already out on the Link Up and Suede debut, No Worries EP. that knowledge and Anderson had. Uh, previously released a few years before and i think those are still great highlights including suede and i like scared money i like um where is it what more can i say like i think there's still like really memorable parts on this and it feels like congruous with what malibu is but probably still are definitely still like i guess like lesser but i don't know like at the same time like it still feels tight to me um things mm-hmm. like the production and all that But yeah, it doesn't seem to have um, quite the bench of deep cuts the way Malibu does, but a few albums do.
0: Yeah, uh, it's I I think there's still like some good tracks. You mentioned a few of them. And and overall, it just is like still quality music. It's just I think it's always for me going to kind of be linked to Malibu and fair or unfair, it it feels a little bit disappointing. I also think it just. Because it doesn't reach those same highs and I, I feel like it doesn't reach some of the highs of the next album we're going to talk about in oxnard that i uh just kind of look at it and i feel like it kind of falls short for for hawk's catalog but still like we're talking about five really solid albums here like it's not like we're talking about anything that's necessarily really really bad um why don't we jump to um oxnard unless you had anything else you wanted to mention with yes because. Um, Oxtar <laughs> I remember talking about it two years back, and we we both really liked it. But on relisten, I was just taken. I, I I I don't remember liking it as much as I did on relisten. I was kind of surprised by that. Did Did you find yourself uh having the same experience, just kind of being re impressed upon second listen or third listen?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Still really like it. I mean, that was my favorite album of the year, 2018. Comes out at the end of the year. Mm. Thinking back, you know, it was between that and Janelle when I started a Computer," and I know that was your number one. So I was yeah. just trying to be different as well. Um, maybe I'd flip those personally nowadays. But I still, really like Oxnard because this was him getting down to like the rapping. You mentioned like it's yeah. great when he doesn't quite have. Like a overwhelming smoothness, and there's some more bite. Well, Oxnard is kind of alt bite, you know. It's it's rapping, and and lyrically, it might not be as introspective as say Malibu. And to some people, it might be like a little like juvenile because it's more like the classic hip hop, like light misogyny and that kind of stuff. Uh, the hedonism, yeah. anyway, that seems to come across in Anderson's personality, but. I'm just kind of really here for that side of Anderson. It's notable that he was selected as a 2016 double uh, XL freshman. Um, you mm-hmm. know, right after Malibu had come out, before Oxnard had come out, and he's by no means a traditional rapper or a full time rapper. And especially like, when you compare it, like to his peers on that cover, right? Like he, no one really, no no one would mistake uh, Anderson for a little Uzi Vert or anything, but. I think he still shows that like, he still ha- still can bring it on that. And like a song, on, and songs on Oxnard, like Savior's Road, which is just, just a solid non-single album cut, but like he he can, he can do it, but he still has his own like unique style to it. And that's why I like Oxnard so much. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have come down or am I wrong on this? Like I think the the high song to song are not, not at that level of Malibu, but because it's different than just about anything he had done to that point. I still really like it. Would and, you know that's notable because there was a lot of backlash to this you know light backlash anyway among his fans because it wasn't as uh soulful as his previous mm-hmm. work but I still appreciate
0: it yeah, you know you mentioned the the high to high um her song on this might be a little bit lower than Malibu, and it's hard to i think have any album kind of reach the the heights of Malibu, song to song, but the second half of this album to me is pretty undeniable, dude. Like from Brothers Keeper on, you know, <laughs> where you have Wisha just kind of coming in and just you know doing his, his thing and them just playing off to really well. Anywhere with Snoop Dogg at the beginning and that him just like riding that beat and that that sound is just incredible. I think J. Cole and him on Trippy Red. Are are really solid. Um trippy you know, red. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, on trippy. <laughs> Anytime I see trippy now, I just immediately go to trippy red. That's funny. Um then Q tip on cheers and sweet mm. chick with BJ the kid, man. I mean, like that that that's a juvenile song for sure, but it's a really fun song. Um and I really like that run. You you know, you mentioned um Savior's Road. Six Summers falls a little flat, but I think Tints is probably another one of his like most well-known songs mm-hmm. um and you know obviously you have kendrick on that but uh i don't know man uh, there's a, only a few songs in this that really f- fall flat for me and uh just find it to be a a really impressive uh follow-up especially since i didn't really love yes lord this was just like a, a breath of fresh air and listening back through mm-hmm. the, the discography um you know, I, I think about, like, where, like, where his sound kind of transforms, right? So, like, we talked about first album, Venice, who, he wasn't really necessarily, like, totally himself yet, kind of finding it. And then with Yes Lord and Malibu, he's kind of in this, like, a bunch of different sounds all melding together. And this was a lot more funk. And I think I also really liked that about the album is that it really felt like he was going for like a '70s funk vibe on this. And I think we've heard um, a little bit more of like the I don't know singer songwriter trying to be a uh, crooner type thing with Silk Sonic. But I'm I'm hoping with the you know like the visuals and the costumes they've been wearing, the suits they've been wearing, that we're going to get a little more of this funk vibe, especially working with Bruno Mars, like bringing that to me on the new silk sonic record but did did the shift in sound work for you on oxnard
1: yeah you mentioned the yeah. rapping but yeah yeah no i i think that's a good point um try to think over where the best comes out so i'm like Mansum musa perhaps um mm-hmm. and yeah i i think that's right because in a lot of ways it's the star of the show when you're not like because like a, a lot of people were distracted by like what they thought were like Weaker lyrics per his standards, but when you listen, it's like you no, know, it's still like really advanced production. Instantly, but it, mm-hmm. but it is a little different, you know. It's there, there's there's not really much soul here at all, and like that that's yeah. going to come back uh, in full force soon on Ventura. But for Oxnard, it, it I, yeah, it's like it's kind of like he he evolved his music and then changed most of what he was doing as a performer. It's a it's a really interesting mix, and I think revisiting the album now kind of removed from the immediate discourse of its release because it was the first Anderson Pack album to come out post all the hype, all the awareness of him, you know. But you remove those r- initial expectations and listen to it again for what it
0: is, I think it's it's
1: quite rewarding. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think Bansamusa is the best example of that. But even like the the bass on Headlow, I think is a, a good example of that. Um that that funk that he brings into it and then you know you mentioned how he goes kind of more into the soul vibe on um his last album came out in 2019 with ventura kind of crazy it's been i guess 2020 just feels like such a weird year um Mm. in general but it didn't like this album doesn't feel that long ago but also you know in real listening i didn't remember a lot of the songs on this album and i think that says a lot about just kind of Ventura for me is maybe not on the same level as some of the other albums we've talked about today. Well, I want to give you the floor on it, though, because I know I've been kind of starting off on on these given my takes. Ventura, where are you at with this album? Is this an album you enjoyed listening back to? No, no, I, I never really liked it, honestly. It felt like such a stark course
1: correction to the reception that Oxnard received and in the process it's what you mentioned before it's just too smooth it's too quiet it's not bad it's quite pleasant and there's still good got a lot of good songs on it but it's just not exactly what i want for me because it's not like interesting enough from a production standpoint that the good the best songs on here Just don't really compare to the best songs on his other albums to me. I just don't find them as fun to listen to. Like, yeah, like they're really, really smooth stuff, right? You got the the Brandy feature. You got uh, Come Home with Andre, which won the Grammy for R and B performance in twenty twenty. Like, you got memorable moments. I think um, make it better, of course, with Smokey Robinson. That's the the biggest hit Mm -hmm. off this, and Reaching Too Much as well. But like it's just not what I want from him and that's just to my personal taste and like I get why like people like some people like it but I think that's just because it's easy like it's just
0: like you said it's just smooth Mm. yeah it's uh, this is what I was referring to in the beginning when I said it's a little overly smooth at times and I agree it almost feels like a way like a way over course correction but also just Maybe not as like inspired. I think like the the tracks that stand out most to me on this are the ones that feel like they don't really fit into the album that much. What can we do with Nate Dog is a clear mm. standout to me. Very like <laughs> late sixties, early seventies, like almost like Beatles, you know, in India type vibe to that song. Obviously, you, you have like the the shimmeriness in the beginning, but then it's like a real catchy nape dog hook um that stands out. You mentioned the brandy um mm. feature on this, which I mean anytime you hear brandy at this point, you're like, what? But even that song just is a little more like bouncy than other songs on yeah. the record. And yeah, you mentioned um Come Home with Andre. I think that's a clear standout. I, I also really like King James. Yes. Um I think I like that because it feels so much more jazzy and a lot of the other songs just kind of feel like this really, like you mentioned like the soul sound it just feels like overly just like soft. And uh, I think anyone that listens to this knows we, we like the, the bite in our music. We like something a little extra and as long as he brings it, we enjoy, but this album was not as much fun for me to listen to.
1: No. And that's what makes Silk Sonic so interesting to me. Cause Especially when we leave the door open. It's like, well, I know Anderson Pack can do this, but like just singing and playing the drums is kind of him uh, you know, being overqualified, if you ask me. Like yeah. I, I really hope that in the course of this record, an evening with Silk Sonic, when we finally get it, I hope, you know, there's some funky stuff. Like I want to hear a twenty four karat magic that also happens to have Anderson yeah. Pac on it, you know. I don't want to hear an album of uh, Leave the Door Opens or Make It Betters in Ventura's case. You know, it's like not that it'll be bad, it'll be really well made. But Anderson is at his best when he's able to be more charismatic. And part of that is just being raspy and being on more energetic or unpredictable uh, production. And that's just not what Ventura is.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not. And um, should we get into our rankings? Because I think. I think we all kind of know where we're starting with this, right? We do. I'm, yeah, Ven, uh, Ventura for me would probably be my number five, but I actually have um, Yes, Laud as my mm. least favorite. And I think just in reviewing it, I just found it to be not as interesting. Um, but Ventura would be my number five, or I guess number four, sorry. Yeah, um, so that you have Venice as your five.
1: So yeah, I I really struggle with this. I initially had Ventura, just I assumed that would be my last, and like I still think it's like quite well made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like I was thinking, I was like, all right, what songs would I listen to off the back? And I feel like I'm actually taking away more songs off of Ventura, even though I like drugs on Venice more than anything on Ventura, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It might be same way. So it's like. The- this is all, like clearly a bottom tier for me no matter how you slice it and i just think maybe, maybe, from, maybe from a craft angle i'm giving him a slight edge with ventura but i don't know like i was so disappointed with it though whereas venice i listened to it after the fact you know yeah. so it, it, it's
0: kind of weird to rationalize which one i dislike more yeah it's funny because i feel like really the way that this is for me is that there's like a clear bottom 3 and those 3 can kind of shift in whatever order depending on like my mood of the day or kind of what I'm looking for but then there's a clear top 2 for me and then it's yeah. like there's a clear tier 1 clear tier 2 and then like a clear yeah. tier 3 I almost. guess it's a
1: boring ranking in that regard
0: where it's kind of easy to see where it's going <laughs> yeah i agree um but yeah so i had yes Laud, ventura and venice that order and you actually had it flip so you had um, it looks like you have Venice, Ventura, and Yes, Law in that order. I do. Yeah. I think it's for Yes, Laud's port. So it reminds me a lot
1: of Malibu. It's like Malibu Light to me.
0: And yeah. That's a good way I, to put I, it. I just,
1: I do really enjoy Anderson's performance on lots of that album. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm not
0: giving Venice enough credit here, but yeah, I'll stick with this. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it's your bottom tier. Yeah, for sure. And then. I think we we each have the same top two because i see on yours oxnard then malibu number one i also have that it, it's undeniable to me that malibu is his best album it's sprawling but still just like a master class from start to finish so hard to top that i think
1: yeah. for anybody really no 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 and like i mean malibu is definitely one of my favorite albums of the 2010s like it's just so fun to go back to just because it's really so strong but it's also so deep you know and Oxnard doesn't quite have those like jump out grab you singles but listening to it again especially listening to it free of the initial expectations and any disappointment anyone have had Oxnard still a quite impressive body of work as well but Malibu yeah. is just there's just a high, there's just highs to it that are really tough to you know to come close to for any artist and like I don't expect an evening with Silk Sonic to be as good as Malibu. If it gets even as close to that, I'd be very pleased. You know, that's not. Bad. I would be. I don't have my expectations that high.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, for an evening with Silk Sonic. We've heard skate. We've heard leave the light a- Leave the light on for you.
1: <laughs> close.
0: Leave, leave the door open. Leave the door open. Jeez. Um. I don't know why <laughs> I had the, brain farted there. The
1: just... Oh. <laughs>
0: um. Where just like taking a guess where do you expect it to fall in this tier for you
1: i mean i hope it's at least three right we'd like this to at least get into its own middle tier per anderson right like you'd you'd have to hope just because if it doesn't it's going to come off as a big disappointment because we're talking about anderson pack and bruno mars like it's we're talking about heavy hitters here and like anderson you know a late later start in his career uh very quickly he has uh seven grammy nominations and four grammy wins like it's it's come around from an industry angle fast and furious and as i mentioned commercially it seems to be picking up due to association with bruno mars too so i just hope we see this actually delivered on you know and like not that bruno has like amazing records front to back either he just has amazing singles so i hope there's some kind of middle ground
0: with that yeah, I, my my fear is this going to be like a Ventura type album where it's just like overly smooth and yeah. they really lean into the singing of it. Um, I think best case scenario, like you mentioned before, would be if they really kind of go more of like the 24 karat magic route and we just get a lot of like real strong funk with like Anderson yes. Park on the drums and just like screeching in the background. Like Junkie. that sounds like that's what yeah. I like. Twenty-four exactly. karat magic
1: title track, those songs. That's what we want because Anderson yeah, can fit onto that sound perfectly.
0: It's also his sound. Yeah, and, and he can enhance that sound. Whereas, like, I think if it's a lot of like Versace on the floor type stuff, mm. um or leave the door open for you, it's gonna be a, uh, yeah, you know, kind totally. of a drag to listen to. So, we'll we'll see. And it's still gonna be a quality album. I have no doubt on that. But just in terms of what what could make it maybe jump into that top three, so. Leave us, if you're watching on youtube.com slash NostalgiaPod, if you listen to it and you find us on Twitter at NostalgiaPod, or if you're on SoundCloud, drop a comment and let us know what your rankings would be. Let us know why we're wrong or why we're right. <laughs> let us know your favorite Anderson .Paak songs, other than obviously the, the obvious ones. We want to hear that your your deep cuts. And uh, yeah, also check out our playlist. We, we keep a playlist for every year that we've been doing the pod since i think we've only been doing since 2018 actually but um, 17 was
1: the first one i think
0: 17 so nostalgia best of 2017 2018 2019 2020 and 2021 so a lot of content to go check out and give us a five-star rating wherever you can we appreciate all the the help we'll be coming back with some more rankings in the future uh more music some, some movie rankings so uh stay tuned peace out